0: Let all cats, old enough to catch their own prey, gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Scout, joined by my co-host and birthday friend Jill. And today we will be discussing the novellas *Cloudstar's Journey* and *Mapleshade's Vengeance*. Hi, Jill. Hi, Scout. Happy birthday! Thank uh, you. A week and (laughs) a half ago, week ago. Happy birthday! A week week ago. ago, yeah.
1: And your birthday is coming up around the corner as well we are just yeah we are as as i said before the podcast started we are all become gemini it's true we are in gemini season
0: right now you will be hearing this at some indeterminate <laughs> some, sometimes several months from, from when we're recording oh yeah uh, dear listener but
1: but as we record it is gemini season uh, one day i'll uh go through and try and figure out what i think each uh of our protagonists signs are um, that would be good but it is not today because i do not know astrology that well Mm -hmm. we need to enlist julia for this we do we will we will enlist julia for this because i feel like she would have some opinions and some thoughts and feelings and they're all correct yes speaking of signs my co-star today says help scout act on their deep emotional needs
0: Oh, the deep emotional need is to talk about Maple Shade.
1: <laughs> yeah, it also says reminder: Scout's birthday is this Thursday. Oh. that's so <laughs> Thanks, nice. Co-Star.
0: Thanks, co-star.
1: Uh, we need to do. We need. We should get
0: into it. But I am also now going to check my co-star and see what it says about uh, from from me to you today. Damn. If the trust isn't there, it isn't there. Jill Jesus, do you not trust right? me. <laughs> no, I trust you very much.
1: Whoa, Coke it says star. we are. It says we are looking at each other from our respective pedestals. I mean, we do kind of put ourselves on a pedestal for this, don't we? I, guess. I suppose. I suppose so. We are looking at each other across the across the country, coast we are. to coast. Uh, to and I talk guess our mics cats. are our pedestals. Yes. I guess, uh, you know, speaking of, of, of us and this podcast. Yeah. Scott, how's the prey running over there? How's the prey running?
0: Prey is running pretty good. As we were discussing before we officially started the episode, we are both so eepy. We're so tired. So tired.
1: I have um, no idea what it was about last weekend that just like fucking drained me. But last week was just so, I am so exhausted. Yeah, my
0: brain has been like on strike with the writers of uh, with like the Writers Guild of America for Solidarity. Yeah. In solidarity, my brain has been on strike and I keep asking what I can do because I'm not I'm not a fucking scab. I keep saying, what can I do to help you? And and they won't give me their terms.
1: They be my brain. Yeah, no, same (laughs) here. Well, and fun fact, I actually have two therapy sessions this week. Oh, you're, you're double-cheeked up. <laughs> I'm double-cheeked up. No, because my current therapist is moving to a uh, more administrative position in the practice. Oh. And therefore, uh, I have my exit session with them and my intro session with my new therapist oh, the day before. wow! So that should be interesting. Yeah. So Well, I hope, that, I hope that that all goes well. I do, too. I'm feeling positive about it, but Good. I'm also like... I'm, I'm also going to be like, I'm so sorry that this is going to be your first impression of me because I am so tired. Um, <laughs> oh. Well, and speaking of prey running, though, I did make a freaking delicious uh, loaded baked potato po- uh, potato salad this weekend. Oh, it was so, good. so good. Uh so good. And I also made just a massive pulled pork roast. And, you know, it was okay. Like, I I love a good pulled pork, but something about the way this one cooked it just was way too tough Mm, it's so hard like I could not shred it at
0: all sometimes that happens sometimes you just get a cut of meat that just doesn't tenderize
1: yeah and it had the bone in it which is probably the problem too Mm. um so I was like you know it's such a pain to try and like slice it up for leftovers but you know it's all sitting in the fridge we got plenty of leftovers that the flavor was delicious but Yeah, just a texture thing, right? That happens oh, sometimes. Yeah. I'm and like I'm very picky about pork. So mm-hmm. that's
0: understandable.
1: What about what about you? Any good food journeys this week? This week has been
0: extremely we need to go to the fucking grocery store and there's not there's no food in the house kind of a week in in my house due to scheduling of my dad having the car and being at work and my mother and I not being able to Go to the grocery store. But we are having one of my favorite things tonight for dinner, which is a thing that, that uh, we call buried tamales, which is essentially when you take a bunch of tamales and you kind of nestle them in a little bed of refried beans and you put a so- like a like an enchilada sauce over it and you put it in the oven and then you put the cheese on it
1: and you have like if a If little- I hop on a plane right now, can I come have some? <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it sounds so
1: good. It's
0: really good. It's one of my favorite things. So we're
1: having that tonight. So I see here in our notes, <laughs> you have um, you have made a confession. My confession is that I
0: kind of want to play the Roblox Warriors game. I watched, <laughs> I watched the trailer yesterday, and I was like, man, this looks pretty good. Is the thing. <laughs> You customize your little cat, like, the design is surprisingly
1: good. It doesn't look like what I assume Roblox looks like. Yeah, when I hear Roblox, I imagine, like, Minecraft Steve, but with rounded edges.
0: Yeah, and these, it's more like a little kind of almost plastic toy, but not in, like, a really stiff way. I was very surprised by, uh, by how, like, nice it looked.
1: Yeah, you can like do all this. St- it's a it's an M- it's an MMO RPG, which is incredible. Right. I and you know that is something that I feel I feel like warriors would benefit from an MMO RPG. Like absolutely, style. I f-
0: I feel like there are multiple MMOs that have been made over the decades, the last like two decades, uh, that were like directly made
1: by people who were saying, "I wish that I could be a warrior cat." Yeah. Speaking of Warrior Cats video games, actually, so I know we've mentioned before game Cattails, which is, you know, basically a reskin of a Warriors yeah, game. Yeah, I
0: did actually play some Cattails for a bit before I fell into the new
1: Zelda hole. And it was yes. a very
0: nice, fun time.
1: Yeah. Well, fun news. <gasps> the updated version is coming out this year called Cattails Wildwood Story.
0: Yeah. Uh, and there
1: is a free... Demo on Steam right now, uh, and it looks like you know it looks very similar to the Cattails that I have on Switch, but definitely like updated and yeah. Uh, I
0: think like I, that. I watched a TikTok that you sent me about this, and the art style, like the art, the in-game art that they have, has been updated a lot, yes. and it looks so nice.
1: Yeah, it looks very cool. I am eventually going to download the story demo. Uh, it's supposed to come out like late this year. It says quarter four. 2023, but I will definitely give this demo a shot once I am, like you said, out of the Zelda hole. Mm -hmm. But it looks like they've like expanded on everything. There's like farming now. Hell yeah.
0: I really like
1: the, the portrait art updates. Oh yeah, I do too. It's very cool.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'll definitely have to check that out when it is available on something that I have access to. Oh yeah, that's right. Mac people. Yeah, I'm a Mac pleb. Um, <laughs> the little cats. Okay, there, so briefly, I do just want to mention, shout out to the cat in Cattails that wears, like, a Plague Doctor mask. I'm yeah, so fucks.
1: fascinated by that cat. <laughs> I want to know how they got that on their face. Clan Gen update. Still playing Clan Gen, you know. You Heck know yeah. me. I finally, so there was a challenge that I'd been doing for, like, weeks which is why i have not talked about it on the podcast lately oh uh, because been i've been trying it trying it and trying it over and over and over again like i have gone through i think at least 30 runs trying to beat this Whoa. challenge Oh. that's a um, rough one that's a tough one yeah well it's it's tough in the sense that it is rng based mm-hmm. uh it is essentially you are trying to get an entire page of cats, which is, I believe, twenty cats that are all tortoiseshells or calicos. Oh, you're doing that one. That's fun. Yes. it was very fun. But you can you have to start with two torties at least in your mm-hmm. clan. So it's a lot of like going to the cats that you can choose from. Seeing there's no torties in any of the options, right, exiting out, to... retrying mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And after 10 moons, any cat who is not a tortie has to be kicked out. Ah. So if you don't have terribly many torties Mm -hmm. after 10 moons, it is so difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, It took this clan that I did uh, almost 360 moons. Whoa. Which is like, that's 30 years. 30 years. Wild shit. But I did it. And I'm like, thank Fuck god yeah. I, fucking, I fucking finished that. <laughs> Good job. Congrats. Congrats on the Torties. Yeah, it was very fun, but also I was like, oh my god, I'm so tired. <laughs> I just want <laughs> just give me the tortoise shells, please. Yeah,
0: I I haven't um played in in a little while, but I have been sort of keeping an eye on the uh, on on the the Discord server and, like, mm-hmm. what's happening in the dev version. And there's been some additions that sound like they're going to be really fun to play around oh, with. I'm so excited. They're um, expanding the
1: war mechanics. Oh, fucking finally. I'm so excited. <laughs> Every time it's like, you're at war, I'm like, cool, there's nothing I can fucking do about this.
0: <laughs> I don't even understand what starts it or stops
1: it. Yeah, like... It's wild. One last thing before we get into our summaries. Uh, I did go on a book shopping spree for my birthday weekend. Yes. We went to a bunch of used bookstores. I found the entire New Prophecy set in paperback with the original covers so i snatched those boys up because they were five dollars each yes uh please 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 hit up your local bookstores i guarantee they will have every warrior cats book that is out (laughs) every Um, warrior cat known to man is at your local used bookstore literally and then a different used bookstore i went to had some illicit copies of our ebooks illicit Um, yeah, so I did just find out, like, because I was looking around when I was doing my research today, I was looking around. This book that I picked up uh, was technically never uh, uh, legally published in <gasps> a print format. Oh, uh, This was somebody paying uh, Amazon or some other service to print and bind. Oh, uh, wow. That's amazing. Maple Shades Vengeance. And you can tell because the margins are whack on this thing. You can, like, <laughs> the margins are so, so thick and the print is so small, um, <laughs> but I did get Maple Shade's Vengeance in a physical copy for oh. like nothing money at another used bookstore. An art piece, yeah. So you never know what you'll find at your local used bookstore. Go check them out. You will find some wild stuff. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Well, Scout, would you like to summarize these two novellas for us? Yeah, I
0: let me take you all on a journey uh, through these two novellas, Cloud Star's journey, if you will. Oh, Cloud Star's journey, journey to Ernie.
1: Sorry, that was a that was a very
0: specific <laughs> Sesame Street reference. I was like,
1: what the hell. <laughs>
0: There was a a segment on uh, Sesame Street when I was growing up that was called Journey to Ernie and it was Ernie going places. Hop,
1: hop, 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 hop. Oh, hello there. I'm practicing hopping on one foot. It's time to play Journey to Ernie, where Ernie hides and
0: big birds meet.
1: Oh, I love Journey to Ernie. Uh, okay. Here's
0: the summary. Several decades have passed in the forest since the end of Shadowstar's life, and the clans have continued to grow and change. In Cloudstar's journey, we return to SkyClan, their territory under siege by the inevitable creep of human land development. Cloudstar, the current leader, is visited by his predecessors in his dreams and, with their encouragement, is convinced that SkyClan's way of life will be protected despite the encroachment. However, his faith in his ancestors is eroded time and time again as the situation continues to worsen. The trees they climb are felled and dragged away, replaced by neat rows of brick houses. The noise of construction drives off their prey, pushing his cats to the brink of starvation. He tries everything in his power to hold the line, but nothing can outpace the inevitable. Out of options, Cloudstar makes one final, desperate plea to the other clans to redistribute their own territories, but they refuse, and he has no choice but to lead Sky Clan out of the forest forever. His last word to the four remaining leaders is to denounce their actions, Star Clan, and the Warrior Code, abandoning them all as they have abandoned him. In Mapleshade's Vengeance, we follow the downfall of a ThunderClan warrior and the consequences of her forbidden relationship with a cat from RiverClan. Mapleshade hopes that the half-Clan kits she's carrying will mend the animosity plaguing the two communities, but fear of rejection drives her to conceal the true identity of the father. Two months after the kitten's birth, it is revealed they were not fathered by Birchface, lost hero of ThunderClan, but by Appledusk, the RiverClan warrior who caused Birchface's death. And both Mapleshade and her three kits are driven from ThunderClan. Mapleshade tries to guide her family to RiverClan, but the river is flooded. Her kits are swept away and drown before reaching the other side. Distraught, Mapleshade seeks asylum with Appledusk, but he rejects her, claiming that she and her children are nothing but a regret. Exiled and alone, Mapleshade's distress transforms into desire for revenge on those who played a part in her misery. Ravenwing, the ThunderClan medicine cat who revealed her secret. Frecklewish, a fellow ThunderClan warrior who watched her fraught river crossing and did nothing to help. And Appledusk, the River Clan Tom, who said he loved her, but betrayed her when she needed him most. One by one, Mapleshade enacts her vengeance. Once her three targets are dead, she finally succumbs to her own wounds sustained during her schemes. And wakes up, not in Star Clan, but in a place of no stars. The Dark Forest. Embracing her new eternity, she vows to haunt the descendants of her enemies until she is at last satisfied that her pain has been repaid in full.
1: We got some. We got some drama. There is a lot of drama. Let's talk about Cloudstar's journey first. Yeah, Uh, I know you said you were very cool on this one. It wasn't really much to you, and I get. I can definitely see that. Uh, I think the reason I had such a deep connection to it is is twofold. Firstly, I am a known Sky Clan Stan. That's true, Sky Stan. I am a Sky stand. Like, Sky Clan is my favorite, has been my favorite since Firestar's Quest. So, as I usually am with my favorites, any glimpse of lore, <laughs> any, any crumb, any shred of information about my faves is immediately like, I love this. I am going to eat this for dinner. Mm hmm. The other part I will talk about as we kind of uh, get into it a little bit more, but I I really enjoyed this one. Not as (laughs) much as the second one, but I really did enjoy Cloudstar's Journey.
0: Yeah, there was nothing wrong with Cloudstar's Journey, and I've been thinking about why I came out of it feeling very sort of dissatisfied, and I think the problem stems from the word journey being in
1: the title. Yes there was no journeying physically there was an an there emotional there was an emotional journey. I will
0: I will agree there was an emotional journey but I really from the title here I had expected this to be about the time after they leave the forest mm-hmm. and as they travel to find a new home, so so being more about just the uh, the demise of their territory and ending with a scene that like I have seen before via Firestar's quest because that is one of the mm-hmm. super editions that I have read in the past. Uh, I think I just came off of it a little bit, a little bit feeling like I don't know that I learned anything new here. Uh, yeah. I would have liked I would have liked a little more, but if I take a step back and I think of it in the reading order that that we are participating in, I think that it does make sense and it is interesting and fun to see this look and uh, and see kind of the the arc of a character who does basically lose uh, his faith through misfortune.
1: Yeah, and that is exactly the other reason I really enjoyed this particular story. Um, Because it is that very much like feeling abandoned by your faith or code or system of belief when horrible things happen that you were, you did everything right. And yet bad shit still happens. Mm -hmm. I, so firstly, uh, our last one that we talked about, we were still kind of in just after the dawn of the clans era yeah we were
0: still sort of in that founding era and i agree it was great to feel like oh
1: we are in warrior cats yeah we are in it baby there is you know a lot of time lost which a lot of it is kind of just like sprinkled in uh in like the code of the clans guide and stuff mm-hmm. like that because they mention like oh well so and so made this part of the warrior code like part of the canon uh X number of moons ago. Yeah, one of the one of the cats
0: that they sort of talk about and, and refer to here is somebody who has only appeared in the Code of the Clans, I believe. Uh, which was uh Dusk Star Dark Star like Darks,
1: Dark Star? Dusk Star. There's like two, There's of, them. St- there two of them.
0: I cannot <laughs> talk we can't I can't talk about yeah, the names. You're Scout's
1: got a lot of uh, name issues I'm having a name crisis. Do you want to talk about your name crisis, babe? (laughs) Yeah, just real quick. um,
0: Okay, so uh, reading both of these back to back, I noticed something. I noticed uh, that reading Cloudstar's Journey, there was a ThunderClan cat, uh, the ThunderClan deputy, whose name was Seedpelt. And then uh, I finish Cloudstar's Journey and I'm moving along with my life and I open the allegiances for Mapleshade's Vengeance. What do I find but a different cat also living in Thunderclan named Seedpelt? (laughs) And later in another (laughs) book that we will be covering uh, next episode, there's a different third Seedpelt that lives in Thunderclan.
1: And I just need... I'm on my knees begging... The errands. You have to stop. I There's can't. so many name options. We don't have to repeat them. Seed pelt's not even a good name. <laughs> like it's a fine name, but it's definitely it could be could
0: be what better. Are, do, why are we doing this? Uh, it's not a big deal, but th- there was something about it that really just it, it's because I reading all of these kind of more isolated stories back to back and finding how many times they did just use the same name again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's there's big gaps between when they're written. Mapleshade's Vengeance is written two years after Cloud Star's Journey. Time passes. There's lots of cats. I understand. But sometimes it just really makes a girl go a little bit insane
1: <laughs> yeah um oh actually so the it is dark star who gave the the land to Thunderclan, and that yes. is in the code of the clan's book yes there is also which i'll i, I can read for us as well and yes a, a thing from Cloudstar's perspective after they've moved to their new home oh but I will read that before we go into our Maple Shades vengeance discussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so fuck fuck Star Clan first. Oh my of god, all.
0: fuck Star Clan. In this story, they wow. gaslight him.
1: Like they literally say, Hey, you're not gonna have to leave. It's all gonna be okay. And we have talked in the past few books about how Star Clan seems to know everything that is going to happen. So they are straight up lying, and I get that there was, you know, a, a time diff- like Shadow Star's life was written after Cloudstar's journey. Yeah, it was it was but... written
0: like six years after Cloud Star's journey. But then in that case, you need to
1: be checking Consistent. it in the yeah. opposite direction, <laughs> like exactly. Just... And the thing that just makes me even more pissed off at the other clans because. Somebody should have known. And also, also, fuck these guys. Like, what the hell? They are so mean. They're awful. These they're are like, really like the worst to Sky Clan. The worst
0: possible
1: sort of like version of Warrior Cats is happening with these other clans. It's so true. They're all like, yeah, your clan was so kind, and when Thunder clan was in need, they gave them territory. And you, now you have the audacity to come here and say, oh, well, the two legs have destroyed our entire like territory. We have literally nowhere to live. And you're just going to make fun of Cloudstar for bringing his whole clan I know. to the what? gathering and say, absolutely, we are not sharing anything with you guys. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, one of the medicine cats is like, well, there's only four trees at four. Oh, trees. that pissed me off. <laughs> that pissed me off, and I remember that from Firestar's quest as well. That's mm-hmm. in that scene in Firestar's quest, and it pissed me off. Then when I read that book, and it
1: pissed me off now. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, then what's the f- whole fucking starflower thing? From original, from the Dawn of the Clans. Like, again, this is an issue with the Warrior Cats books being written in all sorts of different weird orders.
0: But uh, like Fun, interesting oof. thing uh, just is that is that Cloudstar's Journey came out just one month before the uh, first book of Dawn of the Clans. Interesting. Which I thought was really interesting. And I also thought that was interesting because they specifically call Skystar clear sky Mm -hmm. at some Mm -hmm. point in Cloudstar's journey. And I was like, did this come out like after that? And it didn't, it came out before. So I was curious if- Skystar was called Clear Sky before that, or if this was almost like a reveal of that. Yeah. I don't know
1: that there's any way to to know that, but it was something that I noticed. And I was like, oh. Yeah. It's very interesting. But yeah, it I mean, it pissed me off. I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? It 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 really is the worst version of Warrior Cats because you see so often in the books like these Squabbles and stuff, but at the end of the day, they're like, Well, we all need to exist together. And, and this in is this one, really they're a like, moment. Actually, you know what? Fuck this whole entire group of cats. We'll take pity on these three. Yeah, and then the well, rest of y'all can get the fuck out of here.
0: One thing that I didn't actually mention in my summary because there was just no good way to succinct, succinctly add this subplot in there, but uh there is a there is a a tertiary uh part of the story happening that is Cloudstar and his mate Birdflight are uh expecting kits and throughout the course of the story they uh they have kits, a, a Tom and a she-cat uh and uh, in the end, bird flight and the kittens have to stay behind with the uh, with the clans in the forest. They're basically adopted into Thunderclan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and interestingly enough, did you also go on the wiki and
1: see who they're related to? I sure did. It's fun. It's very fun and interesting. A lot of very critical cats in the Prophecies Begin are descended from Cloud Stars. Little family that gets left behind.
0: Yeah, from Cloudstar's children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff in that family tree that just surprised me in general.
1: Oh, for sure. Did you know Graystripe and Darkstripe are brothers? No, dude. I literally I saw that and I was like, "What? Whoa! Hold on." <laughs> I was I like, definitely "Wait!" Definitely forgot that Graystripe is technically Spottedleaf's nephew. Yeah. What's up with that? very interesting stuff mm-hmm. looking at these at these family trees it is yeah. uh, a wild time but yeah so i just i think it is very interesting that Gorse Claw and spotted pelt in some way there's a lot of missing generations we don't know exactly how yeah, they yeah
0: i'm so curious uh, i want to know into these cats
1: but, i really um, want to know yeah so there's there's several missing generations but it is as far as we know confirmed that Some of our some very, very critical cats are descended from from Cloudstar and Birdflight. It's
0: very interesting that we will be that we will be meeting critical cats in in like several different directions.
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. In several different arcs as well. Yeah. Uh, It's
0: interesting to me that we get that here via Cloudstar's family. Uh, and meanwhile, it is never, again, I hate to keep going back to Mothflight's vision, but one of the points that she made in Mothflight's vision was that she was spreading, uh, like, genetic diversity, basically, through the clans by giving up one of her kits to each other clan, and that's never, that doesn't pay off, but for some reason, Cloudstar
1: does. Yeah, no, Cloudstar's got, like, Kin in every clan. It's fascinating. Wild times. Really, really a time. A time and a half. I will say I immediately love Cloudstar and Buzzard Tales friendship. Yeah. Uh, I love when a, a leader and a deputy are like BFFs. It's so good. It's the best. But the way uh, I did just write down, man, the way Sky Clan gets treated pisses me off. Mm-hmm. We gotta discuss Cloudstar's decision to attack Thunder Clan. I feel like he was just done. Like they're. Could have been a better way to solve it, other than sending starving cats to attack Thunderclan. I was really But I also realized like Thunderclan was being aggro for no reason.
0: I was really, really fascinated to see a very antagonistic and and like almost uh like evil-coded Thunderclan in this story. Oh yeah. Red Star was. Kind of a dick. Yeah, they were acting a lot more like uh, what we will be seeing from Shadow Clan come uh, the prophecies pe- begin, uh, which was really really interesting because Thunder Clan has always been kind of the uh, the Erin's baby clan, baby girl. Mm-hmm.
1: That that's their their darling love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, like it, it probably. I don't think going and talking to them would have produced any different result, is I no. think. Like, my first reaction was, Why are we attacking them? And then and I felt, thought speaking, about it yeah. a little more and I'm like, No, you know what? Going and trying to talk to them would have resulted in the same thing because yeah, Thunderclan was being just very, very aggressive about their borders during fucking Greenleaf of Come all time. Come on, types. guys. Come on. Yeah, and then the scene with the gathering where all of the leaders are like, No, you guys should just leave was so upsetting. It was so sad to me. Like, just what like he is he has been trying to put on a brave face the whole time. And we have so tired. He's so tired. We've seen in the other ones. I mean, in the in the Dawn of the Clans, even, like, even if one of the leaders is like, "Mm, I don't really agree with that. We've seen like the leaders are are genuinely often trying to find solutions together.
0: We have seen them act in, with the interests of their clans, like in their first and
1: foremost, but for, also but still
0: showing empathy. And there was no empathy for Sky Clan. Here. Absolutely
1: no empathy. And I think that's what pissed me off. Was yeah. like, yeah, I can I can definitely see the cast being like, oh, you know, we really need to defend our own situation. But there was. There was absolutely no, no empathy except from Kestrel Wing mm-hmm. saying like, I'll take in these literally newborn kittens. Yeah. Like literally three days old. Rough, rough. um Because, you know, even in Dawn of the Clans and the couple of novellas after they were like, well, we should at least try and like help people find a new place in case they have to leave. Yeah. And that there was, was none the, of that here. That
0: was kind of the whole thing happening in Thunderstar's Echo.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: And it was uh or wait, was it Thunderstorm's Echo or, or was it Shadowstars Life? One of them they were they were working on trying to like find a new place for Sky Clan. Yeah. I will also say we eventually get a lot more Sky content. Uh and I'm oh, really yeah. I'm really excited for us to get over there and excited for us to have uh, kind of similar discussions because there's a lot of there's a lot of time. I think that, that there's a very interesting thing going on here uh, with Sky Clan where it really is very difficult for them to gain any kind of respect from the other clans in the modern forest and lake. And there's some really cool stuff that goes on there. Uh, and it's interesting, really fascinating to see it. Start like starting here, seeing it even as as early as this, and uh, nice to nice to see a more sympathetic Sky Clan uh, because Clear Sky was just such
1: a fucking buzzkill <laughs> for all of Dawn of the Clan. <laughs> but yeah, no, literally the thing I wrote was I can't wait to see some of these fools again. In Firestar's quest, like, yeah, I, re- I it's been so long since I read Firestar's quest, but like I've said before, it's one of the only physical copies that I kept when I left for college because I got it signed, and it was like one of my favorites, genuinely. So I am so excited to revisit it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be, and fun. I'm so excited to see these guys again because I remember there being a lot of like flashbacks and and stuff like that, or at least like glimpses of the past Sky cats. Yes. Uh, would you like to read that excerpt before we I move would on? love to. This excerpt is titled An Empty Prayer, Cloudstar <gasps> Speaks, right? Uh, this is in the Code of the Clans guidebook uh, under code 13, which is the word of the clan leader is the warrior code. Uh, and so this it comes directly after Darkstar's law, which details mm-hmm. the whole uh, section of Darkstar giving the stretch of, of land to ThunderClan. Few cats know of the fifth clan that once lived in the forest. Sky Clan cats were the highest jumpers and lived among the tall trees where they snatched birds from the branches. But long ago, Sky Clan was driven out of its territory by two leg monsters, and then driven out of the forest by the remaining four clans, erased from clan memory by a legacy of guilt. Come with me to Sky Clan in its new territory under new skies, far from the forest. The gorge is so quiet when night falls. It makes my clan uneasy. They're used to hearing the rustle of branches and the call of birds above them. Not just endless skies splashed with stars. More than I ever imagined there would be when we lived in the forest. I wonder if any of our warrior ancestors can see us. And if they could, would they listen? I know those cold fragments of light in the sky are not my warrior ancestors. Starclan stopped watching over us long ago, as soon as the two legs attacked our territory with tree-eating monsters, turning up the ground to build their nests of hard red stone. My poor clan. Was I right to bring them here so far from their home? Perhaps we should have fought to stay in the forest, mustered the last remains of our strength to take on Thunder Clan or Wind Clan and steal some of their territory. Not Shadow Clan or River Clan, though. We would never have developed a taste for frogs or fish, however hungry we were. We traveled far to come here, and I want this to be a home to us as much as the forest was for all those countless moons. We have caves for shelter, fresh water to drink, and there's prey enough if we are patient and learn to stalk in the open, rather than through branches high above the ground. Yesterday, Buzzard Tail and Mouse Fang brought back a squirrel, so there must be trees close by. Maybe tomorrow, I will explore beyond the cliffs. I have to. My clan should not know more about our new territory than I do, but I am so tired. I ask only for a place to sleep that is sheltered from the wind and rain and a mouthful of prey. Maybe not even that. Do I really want to live for moons in this strange place carved out of sand? Everything is different without bird flight. When I sleep, my dreams are dark and empty, and whatever I eat tastes of nothing. I brought my clan to a place where I thought they could live. But it seems that isn't enough. These stars are as unfamiliar to them as they are to me, so I am their only link to the way we used to live. The word of the clan leader is the warrior code. So they watch me and wait for me to tell them that everything will be alright. That Sky Clan will rise once more to be strong and proud, rulers of their territory. But this is not our territory. This is an empty gorge, a tunnel through orange rock with the sky for its roof. Our ancestors are no longer with us, if they ever were at all. Our fresh kill pile used to whisper with the sound of plump, thick feathered birds. Now we eat mice and rabbits when we are swift enough to catch them. I hear my cats wailing like kits in the dead of night, wishing they could go back to the forest. But there is nothing left for us there. This is our home now. We will learn to catch prey and defend our borders against whatever other cats live here. We do not need our warrior ancestors or the other clans to tell us what to do. My cats trusted me enough to follow me here. I cannot let them down. Birdflight would never have wanted that. As long as I am here, Sky Clan will survive. The word of the clan leader is the warrior code. So that's a lot.
0: See that's that's what I really was hoping for from this novella mm-hmm. actually.
1: So I'm glad that that does exist somewhere. Yeah. My poor man Cloudstar. He He's had a rough He's so of it. tired. Yeah. This was actually created so this book is from 2009. So this is 4 years before. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Cloudstar and Skyclan going
0: forward from this point has a real rough go of it. I really I'm ex- do. I'm I'm excited to get to talk about that with you more. I am too. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Speaking of rough goes of it. <laughs> Jump scare. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maple Shade's Vengeance,
0: baby. Maple Shade, oh, your vengeance. Uh quick just like light note at the top here. We're officially in the timeline i know uh, this has a concrete time that it takes place if we are going by the prophecies begin starting in 2003 then this takes place 19 years before that which is 1984. wow put maple shade in like 80s fashion put her in a blazer Ooh.
1: yes yes <laughs> give, give that girl a in. fucking power suit <laughs> um yeah because i did look up maple shades uh family tree and she is only a couple of generations removed from uh very uh prominent cats in prophecies begin so that is very interesting oh man the drama of this fucking book i literally could not put it down <laughs> It is really exceptional. Like, this is maybe the best, like, I don't want to, because, you know, I haven't read 90% of the novellas, but holy shit, this one is, if you read only one book from this podcast, please make it Maple Shade's Vengeance, because it is absolutely an excellent, excellent novella.
0: It's really good. It really does follow, like, I don't know all that much about um, the classic- Uh, ideas of story structure, but it feels so deeply like a classical tragedy to me.
1: Oh, yes, it does. And that is one of the things I wrote down. I was like, she is an unreliable narrator. Every cat in this is gray morality. It is such... And I, you know, I am a tragedy lover. I am a Mm -hmm. tragedy connoisseur. Uh, (laughs) I love, love, love reading tragedies as evidenced by two of my favorite shakespeare plays being hamlet and macbeth and this very much yeah it is very much a very well written well done tragedy we have a hero with a f- fatal flaw we have a hero who is an unreliable narrator we have a character haunting the fucking narrative yeah oh, i love when a character haunts the narrative it's so good it's good um, shit yeah, literally, I'm so glad I found this book, even if it is technically an illicit copy. Uh, I that am, makes so much sense for Maple Shade. It though. really <laughs> does. But like, I am so glad to have this as a physical book because I want to read it over and over again. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, I wow. It it really is a very well done tragedy, and and I think you're right. It has a lot of those classical elements.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, it is something that it when you start it, you're like. This is going to go bad. And you just immediately, you just know it's going to go so badly.
1: (laughs) Like literally the first scene is our protagonist getting fucking like bitched at by other cats at the gathering Mm -hmm. for no reason. No, just that she's taking up space. Yeah. And then you immediately you see her talking to her, the lover uh, from another clan and for those of you who know warriors, you know that never ends well. Uh, so you're like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Things are gonna go really bad really
0: quickly." Yeah, it's worth noting here for uh, for listeners who might not be uh, like in the know into sort of the the rules of of these cats, um, because the they weren't really solidified as we read through Dawn of the Clans, mm-hmm. but at this point, it is uh, very much. Uh, rule of the clans that you are not allowed to, you're barely allowed to have friendships with cats in other yes. clans, let alone some kind of romantic relationship or a family with a cat from another clan. That is tantamount to, like, betrayal of of your culture. Yeah. So we're we're being set up here for, like, this ain't gonna go good. <laughs> yeah. I think that this is an exceptional example of a protagonist who you feel deep sympathy for but who also is very clearly not blameless in the situation Exactly
1: yes and that is that is one of the things I'm going to get into in uh, sharing tongues because fandom has such a black and white view of so many things mm-hmm. but that is part of the reason I really loved this novella is it is Maple Shade is such a complex character. Yeah, Like she does some bad shit, Mm -hmm. but you also can see where, you know, her reasoning was in that certain moment kind of sound. Yeah. Because, hey, she did some bad shit. People did a lot of bad shit to her. Absolutely. Fuck Ravenwing. Dude, Ravenwing was so out of pocket. This man found out that they were not ThunderClan kittens, not fully ThunderClan kits, And he was like, no, we can't let this stand. I'm like, my guy, they are. Like a month old, please. Really, just like egregious and so fascinating
0: that we had the scene earlier where we get the view of him from Maple as like a very young and inexperienced uh-huh. and and kind it of almost innocent and sympathetic uh, character as the Medicine Cat when she mm-hmm. was you know in in uh, her kidding.
1: It almost makes you wonder, like. Because Maple Shade is such an, an unreliable narrator, it almost makes you wonder, like, is part of Raven Wings, like, making sure to tell the clan, like, part of him trying to reaffirm his position as Medicine Cat and be like, no, I know what I'm doing. He's trying to, he thinks what he's doing is right because he sees a, he has a vision of some reeds in his den, which, like, the vision wasn't even that bad. Like, there wasn't any, like... No, again, coming back of Doom. to... It's just that, hey, they don't belong here. But he decides to interpret it as they need to leave.
0: We could really... We could bring this all back to it was clan all along. And yes. fuck clan Fuck clan for real, for real.
1: I do... I think it is so complicated and messy and dramatic that Appledusk is the one who was indirectly responsible for
0: yeah, face's death, it's but so everyone says that
1: no, Apple Dusk murdered him, but he didn't, he
0: didn't, which is so interesting because they didn't have to add that additional
1: bit of texture, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's very clear from the story that Mapleshade and Apple Dusk were romantic before that fight even happened, yeah, and yet everyone's like, Oh, well, you're doing you did this after what he did to Birchface and it's like no she did this before what happened to Birchface. You guys are just so fucking hung up on it that you refuse to listen to this woman who has just who is going through <laughs> like single motherhood. Yeah. And and I really like that and and who
0: knows how much of this was was sort of her telling mm-hmm. it to herself, but the concept that she has of like this will help bring our our clans together to have yes. these these half clan kittens that are strong and connected to
1: both clans. Yeah. Which like, I cannot blame her for wanting to to wait to tell them who her kit's actual father was because it's no, is so especially after what and and was raw. inferred. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk There's... about Frecklewish? Yeah. Because I want to talk about the way Frecklewish sort of interacts at the beginning of, of the story. Yeah, Frecklewish is Birchface's sister, mm-hmm. uh, and she is distraught over the loss of her brother. And she does not really... She makes the assumption that because there aren't, there there is no father for these kids, that they are Birchface's children. And she immediately becomes obsessed with Mapleshade and her kids. Mm-hmm. She is... Uh, uh, I believe the proper term uh, psychologically is enmeshment. Oh. uh, Because she is over there, like, for a lot of it, i read it as her acting as if she was their mother. Like, she is constantly, like... She was very much trying to parent. Yes, she's very much trying to parent these kids because she thinks that they are her nieces and nephews. And Mabel Shade just is like, you know what? This is a convenient lie. I'm not going to confirm or deny it. I'm just going to let people think what they want to think because for now... Thinking that they're Birchface's kits means that I don't have to try and pretend. Uh, and that does not work out well because she decides to take her kits to go see Apple Dusk, and Ravenwing finds out. And, and it's snitches. a whole mess. But Freckle Wish is also just such a complex character. Freckle Wish is so much. Like, I think she and Mapleshade are... Equally complicated and sympathetic and horrible, yes. <laughs> horrible people. Uh-huh. Uh, because it is stated in the book that Freckowish just doesn't help... Mapleshade's kits. She watches the whole thing go down. Yeah, and she which claims... is breaking the warrior code, which is like regardless of whether a kitten is in your clan or not, if there is a kit in danger, you are responsible for trying to save them.
0: Yeah, I I was looking over that uh like story in my in my research and that was literally a different story about kits who drowned in the river mm-hmm. uh, which I think is interesting parallels as well. Yeah. Wild And just how immediately she turns, not just on Maple Shade, but on the kittens.
1: Yes. The way she like literally calls them creatures instead of kids. It's so nasty. It's. It's wild. They all act like Maple Shade has n- was never a Thunderclan cat. They're like, no, you guys have to leave. It's, it's like immediate and and like it's at night. There's a storm coming. They're like, no, we we're not gonna let you leave when it's safe. You go out here now. Like we do not care about you anymore. Yeah, it's it really is wild. It makes me wonder, like, how great Birchface must have been that everyone is so willing to kick out this mother and her children over this perceived betrayal. Yeah. It's um, so we'll have a character who haunts a narrative again. He do be haunting the narrative. He do be haunting that narrative. Him and his very silly name. I know. Apple Dusk. How fucked is it that both of his girlfriends are ginger cats? Oh my god, yeah. Oh, I was he's thinking got about it like, <laughs> Uh okay, buddy. Like I've seen people be like, "Ugh, Mapleshay was just so jealous of Reedshine. Like she had every right to be. Like Absolutely. For all, for all she knew, she and Appledusk were a thing. He was treating her like she was the main chick, but then she finds out she's the side chick.
0: Yeah, it's it's very like, much ooh. If you I you are the one who did the the research into like the fandom side of this, oh but yeah. It's definitely something that happens a lot when it comes to like, quote unquote, love triangles Mm -hmm. or situations where there is essentially a man who is being dishonest with two women in his life. And the instinct of uh, the masses is generally to then pit the two women against each other.
1: Yeah, no, we should all be blaming Apple Dusk for all of this, honestly, because it you know, Reachine It's, a- it's Appledusk's up- fault. Yeah, Reachine didn't do anything. She didn't do anything, but she does get pregnant very soon after so Mabel shake gives fast. birth. So it is very Im- heavily implied that he was cheating on them both with each other. Like, Oh, yeah. He had to... He, he, had he was to- very, very... There's a lot of infidelity with him. And, you know, we'll talk about it when we get to the fandom portion. But, you know, he, he had it coming. You wrote in here, waiting for Jill to say we support women's wrongs. (laughs) Yes, I did write that in my notes um, because I do love when a woman character gets to be complex and messy and, you know, evil. I love it. I like an evil woman. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, Speak your truth. Speaking my truth, I love women's wrongs. (laughs) In fiction, especially. You know what? (laughs) A lot of people are like, oh, people are too, like, maple shade apologists. I'm like, I don't fucking care. You know what? I know what she did was wrong and I think it was hot and I support her. (laughs) Like,
0: I just like think that I I think that it was wrong and I think that that's what makes the story really good. Exactly. And because all it was because everything was wrong,
1: you know, everything (sighs) in this everything went wrong. That's why it is such a good tragedy Mm -hmm. is because every. Character makes the wrong choices.
0: There's um, no correct choices. There made were in no the correct story. choices. Sorry,
1: even the apprentice that gave her medicine. was oh my God, making yeah. the wrong choice. Oh man, the murder scenes. Yo, in this book <laughs> top Yo. fucking tier. I want to make a tier list of warriors' death scenes, and I think all three of Maple Shade's murders are gonna go in there because they are brutal. And thematic and so <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. The fact the... that she murders Ravenwing at the Moonstone. And then
0: leaves him for the mind. hawk.
1: Like, takes him out of his grave for the hawk to eat. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote down, because she. there was a line in there uh, where she saw... She, like, saw a hawk overhead, and she's imagining it feasting. She says... A hawk swooped overhead and Mapleshade imagined it feasting on Ravenwing's body after she had finished with him. He would bleed a river of blood every drop spilled for her helpless kids. And I was like, my girl Mapleshade is off the shits right now. She, <laughs> she is on one. <laughs> but like, I just thought murdering a medicine cat at the Moonstone was such a a beautiful choice for Ra- Ravenwing's death because he was, you know... Acting as if it is Star Clan's will that she was kicked out. Yeah, that was really good. Um, and then, you know, the medicine cats bury him and she just takes his body out of the grave and is like, he does not deserve any respect. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh,
0: uh, I really <sighs> did also like the narrative. We had uh we had birchface haunting the narrative and then we also have the three kittens uh mapleshade's three kittens kind of haunting the narrative in the literally in the back haunting her
1: here.
0: <laughs> yeah haunting her where she is is hearing them and as she you know commits to these plans and kills her perceived enemies like each of her kits is essentially put to rest in her in her mind It's
1: kind of the inverse of Macbeth, where, you know, Macbeth was haunted by the murder he did, but she Mm. is soothed by the murder she does. Anyway, Mm. Maple Shade and and Lady Macbeth should talk, I think. (laughs) Let's see. There's a couple of, like, excellent quotes in here, but Freckle Wish's death was so wild. Yo. She has the idea of sending, like, leading Freckle Wish... To snake rocks and getting her bit by a snake i really really appreciated how this was foregrounded so much
0: too mm, like really good sh- storytelling just the this foreshadowing whole foreshadowing was
1: delicious because this, they mentioned this whole story is so tight it it really is this is a masterpiece of a warrior's book
0: it's really it.
1: really well constructed like freckle would like there's mention earlier on of like oh yeah well we block- at the gathering, they mentioned, like, we blocked up the snake rocks, so now no more poisoned adders can come and get our people. And Mabel Shade's like, what if I just kick those rocks away and leave wish here and let a snake take care of her? Mm-hmm. Oh, delicious. Really good.
0: Good stuff. Uh, with Apple Dusk, there's also this really good scene of her essentially
1: kidnapping his apprentice. Right. To... Uh, <laughs> Using her to... as apprentice as bait. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where she finds out that uh, Reedshine is expecting his kits, and she's like, "Oh, well, then instead of killing Appledusk, what if I kill you?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was just such a like that was her turning point mm-hmm. to me, because for all the other ones, it was like this person directly contributed to the death of my kids.
0: But and Now it becomes an extra layer now it becomes of
1: actual vengeance, and I think that is like the key moment for her when she goes to attack Reed Shine, yeah.
0: Um, and is doing this thing that's like it's an extra layer of I am making somebody who made me suffer suffer in a very specific way instead yes. of just like seeking direct retribution against mm-hmm. Apple Dusk. I am making yeah. I'm going to make his life worse, exactly. uh, but Apple Dusk. Jumps in front of uh, of Reedshine, takes that killing blow, and Maple Shade is attacked by the apprentice that she kidnapped. Uh, yeah, from who behind, kills her? Who who s- gives her wounds that that she she crawls away, but but uh, the wounds that she sustained are too much, and she keeps refusing help from the very nice barn cat who keeps I trying know. to help her.
1: That was yeah. Um, one line that I did want to point out because we were talking about how shitty Apple Dusk was. Mhm. Mapleshade stared at the cat whose face had occupied her mind for so many moons. She thought she had known every swirl of his fur, the angle of every whisker, but now she didn't recognize him at all. The coldness swelled inside her until she felt it burst out of her eyes, and there was a jolt of satisfaction as Apple Dusk flinched away from her gaze. You told me you loved me, Mapleshade hissed. I went through the agony of bearing your kits, and now you treat me worse than prey. Like, holy shit, get his ass.
0: It's so good. And that line about, like, the coldness overtaking her really stuck with me, too, because that's also that's another turning point. That is like
1: Mm -hmm. you. That's like
0: the beginning of the downfall. You are becoming encased in ice like your your emotions are being eroded because of the trauma that you have endured. Mm hmm in a really specific way and like the choices that you're going to make you have to you have to become cold in that specific kind of way to make the choices that she then goes on to make yeah good
1: shit just so it literally just amazing Amazing stuff. Can we take a couple of minutes to talk about the dark forest? We absolutely can. I would love to talk about the dark
0: forest. Okay. Uh so for for the uninitiated. That's Cat Hell. Yeah, that's Cat Hell. What we have in the Warriors books is we have Star Clan, which is where uh the cats when they die, they go to, to Star Clan, and that is Cat Heaven. What we also have is the Dark Equivalent, which is called the Dark Forest or the Place of No Stars. And it is Cat Hell. And it is mentioned by name, by Mapleshade in this book before she goes there. Is it really? I yes. did not notice that. Where She, who? there is, it is, I believe, bef- it is when she's deciding to kill Ravenwing, if I'm remembering oh, correctly. Oh,
1: that's true. She
0: says that what he did, des- like, he deserves to go to the Dark
1: Forest for what he did. Yeah, because it says, were you watching my precious kits? I killed him for you. I hope you never see Ravenwing in Clan. He should be in the place of no stars for all eternity.
0: Yes. So wh- when did the cat, how do the cats know about the place of no stars in the clans at this point? Because we didn't get the, that as a name of a place until I feel like the third series. Like mm-hmm. when you're looking at when it was written. I thought that was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's another one of those things that it probably just has to do with with the way that things are written and like when ideas ended up being introduced into right, right, right. the storylines and everything. But it it really surprised me that they would even put it there because I kind of assumed that this would end with her showing up in the dark forest and being like, whoa, what is this? Mm-hmm. Does it, is this a thing that exists? But she seemed very aware of
1: it. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I think with The Dark Forest, there's a lot of retconning mm-hmm. with yeah, maybe in the, yeah, maybe the history in the, of it. Because apparently mm-hmm. in some of the later, like more recent books, they mentioned that like even there's like flashbacks or something. I don't know. I'm just on the wiki page for it. And it's referenced that apparently like they retconned that, you know, cats were talking about it, even in The Prophecies Begin, which we never... They were definitely not. But... Uh, looking at this, it is unclear when the Dark Forest was created, though it cannot exist without Star Clan. One of the oldest spirits residing there is a cat named Maggot Tail, and he is. Uh, we do not know when he was uh, yeah, thrown in there. We don't know what generation he is. Uh, oh, apparently, uh, he was born in Sky Clan before their exile from the forest territories. All right. Um, and. Maggot Tail is such a. Can you imagine having he chose a child? It. He chose it. Yes. So apparently, uh, in Sue Suzanne's missing kits on Vicky's Facebook. Ah, Sue Suzanne. Uh, Maggot Tail was born in Sky Clan before their exile from the forest territories, and was named Dash Kit due to his speed. As an apprentice, Dash Kit was dared to race a young fox, but instead, the fox bit his tail. It became infected with maggots, and his clanmates teased him with the nickname Maggot Tail. However, he was proud of his ability to survive the fox bite and asked for his warrior name to be Maggot Tail. Wow! So he is so clearly like the Dark Forest existed before uh, Sky Clan was exiled. Exiled
0: at least at least a few generations mm-hmm. before Sky Clan was exiled. Yeah, uh, I have we're gonna we're mm, watch the space for Sue Suzanne we'll be coming back to Sue Suzanne will we really I don't know who Sue Suzanne is uh, yeah, there is some interesting controversies with Sue Suzanne. Ooh, okay. Maybe I'll mention it in the Aaron Corner this, uh, this time around, but we'll get more into it with Pine Star's Choice and Spotted Leaf's Heart, I believe, are the, the specific areas that we are going to have some Sue Suzanne stories. Drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. The drama. Wonderful.
1: Uh, and there's a lot about Mapleshade on her, her wiki page that we will be talking about in the future as well. I'm excited for um, Crooked Star's ma- ma- promise. God, yeah. Mapleshade does, in fact, make cats uh, make Apple Dusk's uh, descendants' lives something else. Mm-hmm. So ma- we are not done with Mapleshade. She will be uh, with us for a long time. So just just keep her in mind as we go forward, because uh, she's not done showing up. Good yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Good for her.
0: Uh, that's about all I have. Yeah. Should we go over to the Aaron Corner? Let's do it. Tip tap, tip tap, tip tap, tip tap. That's me walking to the Aaron Corner. Uh- thump, thump, thump. <laughs> that's my upstairs neighbor stomping to the Aaron Corner. <laughs> uh, the author of both of these novellas was Vi- uh, Victoria Holmes. Victoria Holmes is the the sort of person who was originally approached by sort of this publishing house to to write warrior cats in the first place uh, but ended up acting as primarily editor because she had this thing about that she didn't know how to write fantasy and so so she would edit the fantasy but not write the fantasy if i'm remembering correctly yes she's also the one i met yes she As we was figured she out was, recently, yeah, she was one of the uh the she was probably the Aaron uh, mm-hmm. for for a a significant period of time. Uh, in, in twenty seventeen, she ended up uh, retiring from working on the Warrior Cats books. Due to uh, health concerns, she was undergoing uh, therapies for her uh, cancer at the time. I believe that is cleared up now. But up until then, she was acting as a major editor and also did a lot of the writing for the novellas, uh, which included these. Cloudstar's Journey was published in January 2013. Uh, Mapleshade's Vengeance was published in March 2015. Uh, I thought it was very interesting uh, that we had one story that I felt was good. I think I'm I'm a little bit warmer on it now that we've had the discussion about it than I was. Uh, but but with Cloudstar's journey, kind of like very procedural, I would say, like a very sort of rank and file warriors yeah, classic story. warriors story. Yeah. And then you get Maple Shade's Vengeance, which is like so different. Um, I thought that was really interesting that that we got both of those from Victoria Holmes. She, I was doing some research into her and she apparently has a historical fiction series called Epic Horse. Jesus Christ, that's going to be my new <laughs> internet name. Epic Horse. Epic Horse, <laughs> really good. Uh, Generally, online, there's a lot of, of moments of her admitting she's not good at keeping the names or the cats straight, which is mm, true. Shocking. Mm-hmm. And I have this here. This is the the controversy. Let me tease the controversy a little bit. Oh, yummy. The controversy is that Victoria Holmes on Facebook uh, in the past, uh, had said that uh, Sue Suzanne, who was a uh, self-proclaimed warrior super fan, was going to be helping Victoria fill in Warrior Cat's family tree blanks, basically. Uh, And that the things that Sue Suzanne said would be canon. But later, there were fans who were unhappy with stories uh, that apparently Sue Suzanne had also consulted on, which was Pine Star's Choice. Something that we will be reading next time, uh, who I believe in the case of Pine Star's Choice, she's even mentioned in the uh, acknowledgments, uh, if I'm remembering right, Susie or something like that, uh, and, and then Spotted Leaf's Heart, which we're going to read later in uh, the season. Uh, one of the most maligned, I believe, of like any of the novellas. Very, very uh, yeah. poorly received novella. Very interested to see what that's about. Me too. I know uh, I know almost nothing because I try specifically to not look too much into yeah. the things that we that I don't know anything about already because it's oh, more same. fun that way for the yeah, uh, for the podcast. But but Sue Suzanne uh, was apparently sort of working with Victoria at this point and was essentially doing the thing that we always say that these books need, which is helping uh, Victoria keep all of the cats straight and make sure that she was staying consistent with that stuff. Um, But then, like, people started, fans started sort of dogpiling on Sue Suzanne, saying that she had, you know, forced Victoria into certain uh, plot points that they didn't like in these novellas. And Victoria mysteriously just came out and said... Uh, everything that I said before about how Sue's word was canon, I never actually said that. I didn't say that. Oh, boy. Uh, Sue actually wasn't doing uh, anything uh, that was was considered canon. It was just I wanted her to have a place to share her OCs, and she means nothing to me. Goodbye. And, uh, (laughs) And it's really like, hmm, the whole thing is so, like... There's some very good, uh, I believe Izzy's has a section uh, of their Warrior Cats video that is uh, that is about this um, in the controversies area, and there are a couple of other sort of Warrior Cats YouTubers who have covered this. I want to do a little bit more research before I really form an opinion, but it was just a very messy situation. So... It seems that some of the things that Sue Suzanne added to the canon have continued to stay canon and then some things have been retconned because there are definitely cats that Sue Suzanne like created that are on the official warrior cats website family tree, but like not all of them. So it's
1: very interesting. Fascinating. That is so much. I (laughs) I don't even have anything to say. I know. It's really a lot. Um, It is just it is so much.
0: Wow. Uh, so that's a little that's a little glimpse. We're we're gonna get a couple of I'm sure we're gonna get a couple of controversies throughout the the course of uh, of this. But that's our very uh uh very jam packed Aaron corner.
1: Yeah, wow. We're gonna be even more jam packed as we go and share some tongues. Woo! For those of you following along at home, Scout and I have a a, a Google Doc where we put all of our notes. The notes for this particular episode. Uh, are six pages long. (laughs) Two of those pages are for the sharing tongue section. (laughs) There's so much happening! There is so much happening. So let's get into it. First of all, uh, since it is June when we are recording this, it will certainly not be June when we are releasing it, but the sentiment will still stand. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Uh, The Warriors Wiki, our best friend. They're not actually friends with us. I just really want to be their friends because I really <laughs> admire all that they do. Warriors, Vicky, uh, you're doing amazing as usual. We love you. Their icon uh, is all of the clans with uh, different pride flags. Right I now. like that I'm uh, Sky Clan aligned right now because the Sky yeah. Clan, uh, the Sky Clan one is the Ace flag. Shout yeah, out! So they have they have Sky Clan as the Ace flag, Thunder Clan as the Lesbian flag, Shadow Clan as the Non-binary flag. Wind Clan as the trans flag, River Clan as the bi flag, and then Star Clan as the uh, inclusivity pride flag. So, shout out to Wind Clan for every Wind Clan cat who is God, trans. Every Wind Clan cat is trans. You know what? That tracks to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like all of these are correct. <laughs> Yeah, I because agree. Especially River Clan being bisexual. I River just feel Clan like that's is right. extremely bisexual. I don't know why, but they are. They're very bi-coded. I feel like if Sky Clan didn't exist, RiverClan would be my favorite.
0: Yes. River <laughs> Clan I don't know. My favorite really flip-flops a lot. Because oh, yeah. I also sometimes really like WindClan. Me too. Except, except in the when future, bitches. in the future, they become bitches and I'm mad at them. Yeah, they're on my shit list right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, for not not things that happened here, but things that will happen in like several in the years. Future. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Anyways, happy Pride, happy Pride, everyone. So let's talk about Cloudstar's journey with the fandom. Unlike our second story, there's not as much to discuss. Tumblr mostly had just a lot of really cool character designs again. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> every single so time, good. they're always so good. Ah, uh, pollen cover pops the fuck off again. This pollen cover rules. It, We're uh, gonna definitely has, reblog it onto our. Uh, yeah, it has a cloud star like glaring at the camera, and all four of the other leaders that kick him out like yeah, standing on the, the, fo- on, the yeah. on the gathering gathering uh, rock and just like looking at him. The one has such a has, uh, the the most little meow meow face. It's so true. It's so good though. You can like just tell how angry. Cloudstar is in this. Like he's got that little cat scrunchy nose mm-hmm. going on. Oh, it's so good. It's really good.
0: I do just want to point out if if uh, if viewers haven't ever looked at any of the Polish covers, I Please. love the Polish word uh, for warriors so much. Uh, mm-hmm. I obviously do not know how to pronounce Polish, but using my brain's immediate uh, English uh, coded pronunciation, it is. Whoa, wow, what That is definitely not how
1: it's pronounced. But no. good try. Would you,
0: what, or would you, would wownessy?
1: I love the way that in the cover for all of these warriors books, the Polish covers, they have like the the cat eyes in the in the, the two O's. It's so, it's so good. good. God, I love it so much. Nothing on Reddit as usual for mm-hmm. most of these books that we've been been looking at for the most part. Um, Except for just a heck of a lot of timeline confusion and also more <laughs> uh, fuck Star Clan propaganda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are getting into the era of there being a lot more uh, MAPs, PMVs, AMVs, animated projects uh, for Warriors on YouTube. I found a couple uh, for Cloudstar's Journey. I see you going to click on the one that says, This is so stupid, but it took me out. <laughs> yeah it is very much that early like 2000s kind of like random humor, but it also was so funny. To <laughs> me. There was one, I think it was never finished because I could not find the completed version, but I found a couple of fragments of Cloudstar's Journey, Journey uh, AMV set to uh, sound the bugle from the Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron soundtrack, which straight up fucked me up. When <laughs> I saw it this morning, I was like, oh, I'm not going to recover from this. Because it is such an appropriate song for his situation. Uh, and I really am I'm so, so sad that this was never completed. Because I'm sure it would have been uh, devastating. hmm In terms of AO3, we have... Uh, and of course, you know, I'll share these in Discord, Twitter, Tumblr, mm-hmm. all of that stuff when this episode comes out. On AO3, we have four fics for this short story specifically. And then 13 with Cloudstar as a prominent tag, which, you know, makes sense to me. He shows up later in Firestar's quest, so that all tracks. But, you know, not much for Cloudstar's journey, but there's some good stuff out there. Oh, the one I mentioned last time where somebody was <laughs> describing the novellas in 10 words or less. Yes. Uh, we have four. Where is Cloudstar's journey? Oh, entire people wiped out in a series of tragic events. <laughs> Sad. 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 <laughs>
0: Uh, I, like, so that is... I like the implication of that one that, that implies
1: the same thing, but happy at the end. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Let's talk about fucking Maple Shade's Vengeance, because this is the one that made the notes take up a whole... F- <laughs> like, a whole page
0: and a half. So, the thing is that what... What the Warrior Cats fandom has decided is that they fucking love Maple Shade <laughs>
1: and just Maple Shade's Vengeance as a story. Like, yes, this is they're the obsessed with it. And you know what? Most popular one. They're fucking right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I cannot blame anyone for saying this is their favorite novella because for now, it's my favorite novella as well. Like, I <laughs> love this shit. Uh, let's see. Our ten words or less. Everyone is somewhat to blame. Please don't kill me. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? You're right. Everyone it's is true. somewhat to blame. And that's and the that's mark okay. of a tragedy. Yeah, exactly. That's what tragedy is It's, it's not going. any one person's fault. It's everything going fucking wrong. Uh, all right. We have... Uh, <laughs> so, with the introduction of polls on top... <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> we have a lot of c- fictional character tournaments going on. GirlbossTourney.tumblr.com. Round one. M is for dubious morality. Select which one you think is girl bossier, i.e., which one is the better girl bro- girl boss. And it's Maple Shade versus Midna <laughs> from the video game. From itself, the video game, Twilight, Twilight, Twilight Princess. Princess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I think Maple Shade is the bigger girl boss. She is currently winning the, the poll. I did vote it for is, her. It is ongoing. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> oh shit, I voted for her from our Tumblr account. Oops. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: we've right. come out officially.
1: <laughs> you know, some Apple Dust hate. We already discussed like, hey, the implication that he was seeing the both at the same time. He, you know, was not noble in the way he sacrificed himself, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people being... Like Frecklewish and Appledusk are the real villains, and I would like to argue that like nobody is the real villain in this. Like yeah. they all made really, really bad choices.
0: Yeah, I agree with I agree with that. There's no there's no true villain and no true hero. It's just a mess, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it really compelling. Uh, let's see what's this one.
1: Uh, Maple Shade Warrior Cats is a girl boss and a girl failure at the same time. Uh, this is from user Menace to Many. I just think that's very true and funny. Yes, it's true. There's some really great art. There's one of Maple Shades Kits talking to a cat in Star Clan. Yeah, I was just like,
0: looking at that comic. Have, and you, my have you seen heart our mama? Hurts. She's probably
1: looking for us, and she loves us. And they're like, "Your mama's a bad lady. She's wandering through the thorns forever." It's like, will we ever see her again? If you're lucky, no. Didn't she love us? Of course she did. Uh, and then it's, I thought everyone was happy in Star Clan, and it's oh so. so I just feel so bad that she is not with her kids.
0: I know! There's a there's a, 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 a animated music video we'll talk about later that's oh also
1: God. like, ah! Um, there's some incredible art, just as she had promised to read Shine, Maple Shade's desire for vengeance would never sleep, and it is just this incredible art of, like, Maple shade in darkness, drowning, and her kit's paws reaching out for her, and she's covered in blood, and they're just like covered in water. It's gorgeous. Yo.
0: Is this one? Is that one linked here? I'm trying to find it. Yes,
1: it's the violet parakeet. <gasps> oh, yo! It's a violet parakeet drawer of furries. Incredible. Again. I will reblog all of these when oh, this episode comes this out. So good!
0: I really like uh, the maple leaf motifs in her
1: tail here. Yes, it's so delicious. Uh, another really good one from Faustly accused. Great username. <laughs> uh, as we will discuss in our AMV section, this one is a line from Selbach Tango, inspiring this piece, uh, which shows maple shade covered in blood, uh, and the large text: "It was a murder, but not a crime." Mm, delicious. That, AM, that AMV is so good. I know it fucks so <laughs> it's hard. so good. There's so much in this tag. I like I could not it, I I could not put it all in here because there's so much good stuff. Everyone is obsessed <laughs> with this story. Um, mm-hmm. Penumbral Woods uh, said unreliable narrators real overreli- over-reliable narrators every time. Yes, Mapleshade, give me those outright fucking lies you tell yourself and just believe immediately. Much more fun <laughs> to read. Like, yeah. I really so like, much appreciation. I really like this other
0: one uh, that is Mapleshade typing up that
1: Frecklewish <laughs> belongs in the dark forest as, yeah. as written by the story team, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, there's so much love for Mapleshade being an unreliable narrator, morally great protagonist... Like, it's just, it's great. <laughs> freckle wish this. Uh, this is from Drawing Damon. Freckle wish this, freckle wish that. You know who should have ended up in the dark forest? Ravenwing. Fucker couldn't even wait a day to tell Oakstar, even with a storm on the horizon. For real? Um, <laughs> Headcanon. Somebody in the notes on that one said headcanon that the omen was to keep Maple Shade's kits away from the water and Ravenwing just completely butchered it. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, woof. Yeah, a lot of people are like, he probably misinterpreted the fucking sign. And you know what? Oh my god. Oh Uh. no. (laughs) Ah. Like I said earlier, Reddit is, uh, you know, for the most part, every time I go on the Warrior Cats Reddit, I'm pleasantly surprised at what a uh, nice community it seems to be. But so much debate on whether or not she was right or wrong. Please, fandom, I beg of you, let female characters be complex. They do not have to be reduced to good or bad. They can just be woo baby versus callous bitch. Like, we don't need to do that. She and Freckle Wish are both very complicated characters, and I think we should appreciate them for that.
0: The most important thing, if you take anything away from this podcast, dear listeners, it is to have a critical analysis eye with... Mm characters, any characters, female characters character. fall, but female uh, characters fall to this a lot. But it just, it doesn't have, you don't, a character doesn't have to be, there's no moral connection. It is. There is no moral connection to liking or disliking a character. I,
1: I agree. And I feel like that is a lesson that a lot of people in fandom need to learn, is that the fictional content that you consume And the fictional characters that you enjoy reading about are not a reflection on your morality. Yes. And they are characters. They are narrative devices. They are meant to tell a story. We cannot always ascribe our morals onto characters. No,
0: that's the whole point of writing fiction.
1: Yes, and that is the whole point of writing fiction. And there's such a lack of that approach to fiction going around in fandom these days, that like saying that you enjoy reading a certain complicated or perhaps dark or twisted sort of story means that you are a terrible, horrible person. The fiction you consume is not a reflection of who you are and what you would do. It is a means of understanding the human condition and a means of empathizing with people who are different from yourself and a means of understanding why people do things that they do uh and also it's entertainment it's just supposed to be fun sometimes yeah. you just have fun reading reading horror stories like horror is an entire genre sometimes so, like,
0: sometimes it's not that deep but also sometimes, sometimes that you deep. need to
1: be deeper it really depends
0: Right. It's not that deep it's not unless that deep. the thing that you're doing is saying that if you like evil characters, you
1: are evil, then you need to go deeper. Right, exactly. You need to go deeper in the other direction. Yes. <laughs> uh. So that's just my takeaway from what was on the Reddit, which, you know, that's just a whole thing in fandom nowadays for like so many different fandoms. It's a whole mess. We can't get into it. There are approximately 5 million <laughs> maple Shade videos there's so many maple Shade videos on YouTube I have copy and pasted 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 12 13 14 into our note stock and I literally had to stop because there were so many more <laughs> I could I literally spent like an hour hour and a half this this morning watching maple I know. shade videos. I did that
0: the other day watching them and then I did it again for like another 45 minutes this morning watching more.
1: Yeah. So there are some incredible ones, which I will, uh, link probably in the show notes, honestly, because, you know, it's difficult to, to share things with proper credit Mm -hmm. if they're on YouTube and we're trying to post on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll put them in the discord as well when the time comes, um, If you haven't
0: joined our Discord yet, uh, you should join our Discord because we're going to have a whole channel that is basically just for us posting our favorite animated music videos from the Warrior Cats uh,
1: fandom, among many other very good channels. Uh, But it's a good time. So we've got one uh, set to Hayloft 2. Excellent choice. Uh, There's some that are like... I mean, so here's the thing about Mapleshade's Vengeance. Like we mentioned, there is uh, quite a bit of murder, quite a bit (laughs) of brutal murder in this book. Uh, So there will be uh, most of them already have the trigger warnings on the videos themselves. uh, But there is a lot of content warnings for gore and animal death and blood and wounds. Um, Mm -hmm. So just, you know, keep that in mind. As you venture into the wide world of Warriors AMVs,
0: generally the uh, the creators and the posters are pretty good about uh, foregrounding that stuff as well.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I've I like I said, I think almost all of these actually had trigger warnings in the videos themselves, not just in the comments. Yeah, which is really good, really nice to see. Uh, there's this one uh, in Isles just has some incredible like visual. Uh, work going on with the way that the the yeah, victims of really, Maple Shade's really attacks good. like their skull like shows their faces and then the deterioration of their mm-hmm. faces fucking incredible. The one called Already Over uh, has an incredible depiction of the Adder scene uh, where Freckle Wish is killed by the Adders. It is so good. Hell yeah! Um, incredibly well done. Uh, one of my favorite villain AMVs. Like there's a, for the Adventure Zone, which is a podcast that uh, I've listened to quite a bit. There was an incredible AMV to this, this song for the first season's villain. Uh, and then I love a good moment with this song. Uh, there is an AMV for Maple Mapleshade uh, to Scissor Sisters. I Can't Decide. Really Excellent. Good. Yeah. There's, there's some a... great animation in there too. Oh yeah. That, that one is so, it's so fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a sketch animation one uh, to Dolly Parton's Jolene. Uh, It is a cover of the song, uh, but it is for Reed Shine and uh, Maple Shade. Very good. I watched that one really good. The Devil Within. Ooh, That was a good one, too. Yeah. There's apparently some drama over two different groups did a maple shade there was a mv2 okay. that's I, not how the story goes and there's apparently drama about like one person left the fandom and then did this as they're coming back or what i did not read into it, it so seemed...
0: there's yeah i can i can enlighten a little bit on this there there was a uh, a a prominent animator uh in the past in the fandom named darkinator i believe uh who it's just kind of like a piece of shit in like various ways that a person can be a piece of shit in a fandom scenario. And, uh, so there is a lot of scenario, there's a lot of situations where people are re-uploading, uh, maps that that person hosted, uh, and like trying to explain what's going on, um, because that person deleted all their stuff. And then like, yeah, they said that they would be that they would leave the fandom and made up some stuff about like people pushed me out of the fandom, even though it was them being a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I did not go too deep into the drama because I read I started reading one Google Doc and it read like <laughs> very childish fandom drama. And I'm like, I don't want to look into it. It's any all of this. it's like know, I'm sure yeah. everybody in this situation is wrong. Just like in <laughs> Maple Shade's Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Then the one you pointed out to me, you will be okay, which is uh just one of just a really sad one of Maple Shade and her dead kits. Yeah, Maple Shade like in the dark forest,
0: kind of singing a lullaby to yeah, the kits that she cannot be, that she cannot. It's so sad. Connect to it's so sad and so pretty, like gorgeous art direction on oh, that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's another one. Uh. Cowboy aesthetic one. I agree. I love the aesthetics. I did not care for the song on that one. Yeah, but that's I'm not, just because I'm not, like, I don't the biggest, like the
0: voice. I'm not the biggest modest mouse person. Um, but it really, really good aesthetics. And that one was like done in eight hours, which is insane. Jesus, it's one uh, of the. Sometimes they do. You know. I've seen a lot
1: of uh, seventy-two hour ones. But yeah, never eight
0: hours. There's a lot of ones where where it is like people do these multi-animator projects uh, in a in a time crunch kind of scenario as a, a little
1: challenge or community building thing. Then there's another one that's for Freckle Wish. Uh, set to a Phoebe Bridgers song, so I did not watch that one all the way through yet because I was like, I need to at least, like, maintain a little <laughs> bit of sanity today. <laughs> and then Cellblock Tango, which is one of the best Warrior Cats AMVs I've seen. It's so uh has good. cats from other arcs, uh, but it does kind of frame Mapleshade as the one, like, leading the charge.
0: Yes, leading all of the other cats in this uh, kind yeah. of, like, AU like, telling of some of the stories
1: of these cats. It's so fun. It is such a fun, uh, such a fun video. The bonus part at the end took me out. I was not expecting that. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. You should go watch it yourself. Incredible. And then these, many of the same animators did uh, the same cats to uh, Ex-Wives, which is, I believe, from the... The musical Six, which is about yes.
0: Henry the Eighth's six wives. Yes. Which I had never heard of before watching this uh, AMV the other day. And I was like, man, this, cu- this cu- fucks. I like this. I gotta <laughs> listen to this. Yeah, spiritual, kind of spiritual sequel, mm-hmm. not uh, the, the, crea- the like, leader of that one has stated it's not technically in the same, like, AU universe or whatever, but uh, same cats and
1: same kind of format. Vibes. And really,
0: really fun, good vibes.
1: Yeah, it is a lot of fun. But I, I wrote here in my notes, I literally had to stop because there's so fucking many. Like, there's so many of those! There's so many Maple Shade videos. I highly encourage you go and, like, Find your favorites because there is a lot of good content out there. All right. AO3. We've got 167 works tagged for Maple Shade. That, that is, is a lot. That's a record for I uh, am in a this. fandom that doesn't even have 167 picks. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I know. Uh so that is just absolutely wild to me. And like I said, she does show up uh in the future, so it makes sense that, you know, she would be uh have have more fix out there for her but I you know I think it just speaks to how popular she is among the, girlies the fandom. girlies love Maple Shade. The girlies love her. Uh, there are only 16 specifically tagged for the short story but we got 49 works for Apple Dusk. 49 wow. fix featuring That's a Apple lot. Dusk. lot. 33 for Ravenwing. 45 for Frecklewish. 37 for Reedshine. 15 for Darkstar who like wasn't he was in like a scene. Yeah, that's impressive. This is absolutely wild to me. Even Birchface has 23 fanfics. He's haunting the fucking narrative. Yeah, it wild to me that Birchface, who literally is not on screen at all, uh, gets 23 fanfictions. I did not have time to go through and read any of these, uh, but I did save some to mark for later and it, when I finish reading them, I will share them in the Discord. Very good. Because Wowsers, Bowsers, that's so many fics for our girl. That's a lot, yeah. She's she's very popular. She's very popular, and you know what? Good for her. Yeah. It's what she deserves. <sighs> you ready for our yeah. Warrior Cat
0: of the Week? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Warrior Cats of the Week are, you know, probably predictable, but it is our two... Uh, Our two namesakes, uh, Cloud Star and Mapleshade. Uh, Cloud Star for Cloud Star's journey and Mapleshade for Mapleshade's vengeance. I think that they were both very strong protagonists in very different but interesting and fun ways. Cloud Star is so tired and Mapleshade just really drives that story so completely. It's hard to not say her for me.
1: Yeah. Uh mine was for Cloudstar's journey, bird flight, actually. Yeah. Um, that she was I, almost mine. Yeah. I think even though she was very much a minor character, uh, she was very much deeply affecting the the narrative. And especially after reading that little short story from Code of the Clans. Yeah. Like you can just see the impact that she had on her mate. And I just think like the the scene where she had to say goodbye to Cloudstar was just it it, it was it, touching to me yeah wasn't like the kind of heart-rending you know crying sort of stuff that i've had mm-hmm. with warrior cats books before but i just thought it was a very sweet moment and uh i would have liked to see more of her but of course mm-hmm. for maple shade's vengeance it's Mapleshade. Mm-hmm. like what can i say that i haven't said already through the <laughs> what two hours that we've been recording this podcast seriously today? yeah like it's a she big one is she is the warrior cat of the week she is She's such a moment. critical cat. I feel like she is so interesting and complex. And her story is just such a tragedy that I, I just love
0: it so much. It was so good. Such a more compelling villain than like 80% of the villains that I experienced oh, in, sure. in these books. Um, villain being, because it's that gray morality baby yeah villain I suppose is, is she's not the villain in this particular book necessarily like I said she I, is later <laughs> she is she's gonna come back and there's gonna be villainous things I think uh, I'm so I'm so excited to read Crooked Stars I know me too promise yeah that's the name of it Oof. should well, I take us out take us out scout alright if you that's you Dear listener, have thoughts, opinions, questions, or memes to share with us? You can write to us at pawsandclawspod at gmail.com. That's pause, as in what a cat has, claws as in the part of speech, pod as in podcast. We are also on Twitter at pawsandclaws and on Tumblr at pauseclawspod. Listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter or Tumblr at humblegoat, and you can see the art that I do, including our podcast cover art at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com.
1: Links to my portfolio as well as my Kofi page are in the show notes as well. And you can also find me on Twitter at plot underscore twists or on Tumblr at antique romantic. Our next episode will be out in two weeks where we will discuss the novellas Goose Feathers Curse and Pine Stars Choice read along by buying the books from a local bookstore or checking out a copy from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, I would love to say may Star Clan guide your paws, but we're kind of upset with them right now. Yeah. Uh, so may the prey run slower than your paws.